Hello and welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. guys doing? Well, Chris, I we did it again. From the guys who brought you the 2021 Super Bowl champion to now the 2023 uh, men's nas- national champion, uh, out of big games, where we always we kind of we kind of get our we, we kind of get our shit right sometimes. So, done. We've done well. Well, I'm yeah. not going to take any credit for this one. This was all you. So obviously, we're talking about UConn winning the title. Yes. My bracket was atrocious. So as a podcast, did correctly pick the winner. Mm-hmm. So if you look, the tournament challenge, the one for the free T-shirt, uh, was won by myself. And that's no fun. I already have a t-shirt on a sweatshirt and I'm the host. I want that merch out there. So I'm giving it to, to Kieran Talele. He also picked UConn. He was in second place. So congrats to Kieran. And I'm, uh, I'm sending him text updates of the options to pick from now. So big, big round of applause. Everyone that, everyone that did it. Thank you for joining. Um, and hopefully next year. We had a, that's we had a really good yours. pool this year. A yeah, yeah. In there, so obviously it's more fun the more people we get. So yeah, thanks for everyone, everyone who actually joined. Yep, and thanks to the people sharing it with their friends. I know my dad sent it to a couple coworkers and stuff. Uh, and funny enough, my dad didn't even pick UConn. Could have won the tournament. All right. Well, speaking of UConn, let's talk about the national championship game itself. Um, it was a it was a close game at the beginning. Uh, the Aztecs went up eight, 10 to 8. And then after that, it was pretty much all UConn. There was a scare at the end. Uh, it was like 50 to 56. Within I five. Was, I, yeah, I was, I was nervous within the, the last 10 minutes. But around the four-minute mark, it was kind of UConn's to lose. It was pretty much done for. Exciting game, Chris. Uh, the people I was t- watching with, I mean, I was invested and excited just because of uh, my, my dad's love for UConn and wanting them to win so badly. Um, but did with, with as a bipartial viewer, did you enjoy this game? Did you did you did you find it fun? I mean, I had a couple bets going in on UConn, so I enjoyed it from that standpoint because they were so dominant. If I didn't have those bets, I had no rooting interest. Uh, I mean, I guess it was. It's always cool to see a team like dominate the rest of their competition, but. I fired away a tweet about this earlier on the Twitter account that, like, in March, it's very exciting at the start of the tournament when we see, like, a lot of upsets. At some point, we could have too many upsets where we're actually prevented from seeing the best basketball. Like, imagine if Emma made it all the way. Like, I was happy when Bama lost because I did not want them to win. I think a Bama-UConn final would have been way more entertaining. Yeah, I agree, and you're right. Uh, the the upsets, everyone loves an upset until there's a five and a four seed in the finals, and mm-hmm. I thought people complaining about that were were losers though. Like this is it's still March, it's still college basketball. Anything can happen. It's a one game playoffs, and we still had great games. You look at the San Diego State um, FAU game was great. That was a, a one-point game buzzer beater at the end for, for San Diego State. So, that I mean, there were still close games, and it's just my, my feeling about that is, well, if they were truly the best team, then they wouldn't have lost to San Diego State. You know? If they were truly yeah. the best team, they wouldn't, be, they wouldn't have gotten upset. It. So, of course. That's, that's really how I kind of just end it, where – yeah, you can complain about the upsets and the the lower seeds making it. I mean, yeah, but it it's all. Yeah, on. you're right. Like the FAU San Diego State game was one of the best games of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Did, wait, did you break up for a second? Uh, for a second, but I heard you. Yeah, okay. Um, that buzzer beater was like you don't just see that very often, especially in a game of that magnitude. The life changing shot. Obviously, that's probably a kid's best moment of his life. The fact that there was no timeout called, too, and it just happened so quickly. The game that they were down 14, like, that was an amazing game. And so that 
does hurt my point a little bit. You're still missing out on the marketable players, you know? Mm-hmm. Going into the tournament, I couldn't have named you single player on San Diego State or FAU. Oh, yeah. Not that, like, I'm the biggest college basketball follower in the world, but I watch a decent amount, and, like, I stay pretty in tune with the sport. Um, it does kind of, like, I'm sure that the viewership numbers were down because there weren't any blue bloods, really. Well, I guess now we can say that UConn... So, yeah, I think that gets to the... officially made it into the blue blood. Yeah, that's... They're definitely... That is a conversation that everyone's been having since this. They, they have now had five in the past 25 years with three different head coaches. So it's not all under one guy. It's not all. It's it's all different. And I think this it has to propel them into to blue blood standing. I don't know what qualifies a blue blood. I I guess it's just a good basketball team. But uh, they definitely they've they've come through adversity. They've had many times where they've missed the tournament. Or they, I think they've won one tournament game since 2014 before this run. So there's definitely some some moments where they haven't been dominant. But to to be able to come back, do it with Dan Hurley now, a whole new group of guys, and that that should be to me is a is a blue blood. They've done it with three different head coaches now in yeah. the last 25 years, mm-hmm. which is not something that a lot of programs can say. Like, you look at Duke, and that's a team who is a blue blood. They've won five championships, and they've all been under Coach K. Look at Indiana. Indiana's a program who used to be a blue blood. That was all under Bobby Knight, and they haven't really had that level of success since him. UConn's done with three guys, which I think was separates them from the pack. Kentucky's kind of like that. Kentucky's done it with Patino and Coach Cal, but... It's not something you see in college basketball. They are they have cemented themselves as probably a top five program, at least of our lifetime. Oh, definitely of all life of our lifetime. And you're right. You look at Coach K. That's all all under Coach K. Bobby Knight, same thing. So when these programs, can you hear me? Can you hear me? All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, when these programs. When they, when they go through adversity, they go through new coaching changes and can still come out on top and be this dominant of a team, it, it puts them in the conversation for, for of all time as well, for me at least. Oh, yeah. I definitely. And, uh, yeah, anyone who was arguing against it like this cements them, I think. So the game itself was pretty sloppy. Uh, the San Diego State had great defense to start it out. UConn really couldn't couldn't buy a bucket at the beginning of the game uh, until about ten minutes half uh, until ten minutes through the first half when UConn finally started playing their type of ball they they moved in transition they were they were fast they were doing what they like to do and they also turned up on defense and became a brick wall where San Diego State mm-hmm. just didn't even want to take layups at, at during the whole second half they just didn't want to take layups because. Uh, uh, Sonogo and uh, 32, Klinglin, uh both. Oh, he's just, a monster. He was so good this game. Uh, every time someone was going for a layup, it just seemed like he was right there to either get the rebound or block the shot. And same with uh, Sonogo. Mm. They, they became clamps that San Diego State just couldn't move around. They couldn't work their offense around it. Uh, they didn't get the three points that they they wanted to, and that that's what that was the game. That was the game. Yeah, and San Diego State's game is like a bruising team. Like they want to get inside and get those tough baskets and score a lot of points off offensive rebounds. So when you match their strength with the strength of your own, and you kind of prevent them from being able to play that way, they're screwed. And like if they have to start hitting shots, they're a team that hasn't shot well. All tournament, it feels like all their games, with the exception of the FAU game, have been low scoring. They haven't shot the ball well. Um, is dominate on the glass. Uh, I'm wondering if 12 offensive rebounds was like the least that they got whole tournament, which still sounds like a lot for one game. But yeah, six of 23 from three, 13 of 36 from two, 
just not very good numbers. Um, Where are you looking at these numbers? I see 19 for 59 from two. It's probably from the floor. Oh, okay. Including... This just says field goal percentage 19 of 52. Yeah, yeah, that's from that's like total. Okay, all right. Um, Ken Palm has it split into two. That that makes sense. Yeah, then that would add up 13. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, sorry, keep going. But yeah, I mean, U- UConn is just a way more efficient offensive team. Um, and their like their strength is at every position. But it, also, was, it was another case in this tournament where they just completely outmatched their opponent. They also seem like the size wise, uh, San Diego couldn't keep up with them. The everyone on this team is 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 pretty tall. Even Jordan Hawkins and Newton are pretty tall. And when you have Andre Jackson out there, Sonogo and Caravan, they that's just a front that does not let you work the inside of the paint. So I great. Know. I mean, UConn has like three, four big guys that we would be the best guy on San Diego State. Oh, definitely. Klingland would be, uh, Caravan would be, and Sonogo. They, they, great threes from Joey California that uh, pretty much sealed the game. They, the behind the back pass from Andre Jackson to, uh, straight to Joey California, and then an automatic three was pretty much the sealer in my mind. And that was just such a cool play. They, it was fun to watch them get back into their own UConn basketball type of running the offense. And once that started popping, there was nothing that San Diego State could do. It was enough, like, this is one of the most dominant tournament runs that we've ever seen. And play a game within 10 points. Yeah, that... Usually, by halftime, like, the game was over. Yeah. Which is wild. Take any anything away from San Diego State. That was still an amazing run. Obviously, they were not expected to go on. Um, hang banners for Final Fours. I think we both all the put, had there. them losing to uh, what's it called? Charleston College of Charleston. Charleston. Yeah. Yeah, I had them yeah. losing to Charleston. So <laughs> that's a great run by them. This will be forever in the the minds of fans at San Diego State and the program. As you said, they hang banners for Final Fours. So props to them. UConn was just that dominant of a team. And it's it's funny when you look at their their season as a whole. They were so dominant before Big Ten play, or Big East play. And then the second it became Big East play, it seems like they lost some of their momentum. They, uh, They couldn't keep up with with the with the Big East teams, but that is something that I think we should look out for next season. A lesson for next season is that dominant team that is good against all the other opponents, but is mm-hmm. iffy against their conference opponents. We should definitely look for them to make a run in March. And a big winner of the tournament is the Big East. Because they kind of cemented themselves as a, back. a legit power conference in college basketball. They are back. Different different cast of characters. Creighton is not your typical Big East team, but made a good run. Keck got knocked out early, but they were a high seed going in. Xavier was a high seed. Providence. Um, and they all, yeah, Providence was in there. And they all beat up on UConn. Yep. Season. Yep. I think UConn lost to every one of those teams that I just listed. Yeah, so, I think they did. Really, it really does cement this conference as one of the tougher ones to play in in the well, country. And now you got to look at St. John's has Rick Pitino, and Georgetown got Town. Uh, who they got the guy who they Cooley get Cooley. From Providence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's a little change around. Providence is getting a new coach. It'll be interesting to see what these guys what what the Big East looks like next year. They, as you said, they kind of all beat up on each other during the regular season. Like it seemed like every other day a Big East team would play another Big East team that they played like two days ago and either flip the result from the the previous matchup. But it's good to have Big East back in basketball. It needs to be – it's one of the staples of basketball, and Mm -hmm. I'm glad that uh, they're at full strength now. Yeah, it's – college basketball is better than the Big East. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, any other thoughts on this game? Before we move on, 
it last thing that I'll say from like like the gambling perspective of this, this was like the it felt like the easiest pick in the world to take UConn like from the final four on and then like even the spread last night. It was like it felt like one of the only times where there's a pick that's so easy and it actually works out. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I told myself. So I was like, just don't like don't overthink. Don't this, overthink dude. it. Don't yeah, overthink yeah. yeah. And it actually worked out. So, and I'm that's what we did. About that. That's what we did when we were doing the final four coverage and we were previewing the the national championship game. That we just we we couldn't overthink it. We just had to make. Make the make the 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 clear obvious bet that was right in our face, and it, it you're right, it worked out. No, it doesn't always work out that way, but it's nice to nice to know that some things go as according to plan. Yep, I agree. All right, next up we have a little. Let's do let's do some some MLB, some baseball. How's the first week looking for me? Good at all. Only so, one winless team that's still in the league, and, and it's my Phillies. So, so what's uh, going it's on? Been a is horrible that horrible start? They're zero four. They who have they played? They got played the swept Yankees. By the Rangers, and then lost to the Yankees last night. Oh, they got cooked by the Yankees last you, night. They've getting cooked by all these teams. Holy game. crap! Yeah, the the Sunday night game was close. It was a low scoring game. Uh, the rest of the games were blowouts and they've given up more runs than they have through four games ever so is that the i don't know what's going on but it's it's scary so is the bullpen the problem clear i mean that's that's what it looks like bullpen and the starting pitching has been awful the out with exception of sunday night the pitching as a whole has been atrocious Who's been uh, who's I, been like, pitching for you guys? Studs like Nola through opening day, and he was great through three innings, and then about five run in, five in, ah, just can't talk. Five runs in the fourth, pulled him, gave up four more runs, just scored nine runs in the fourth inning, which I think is the most runs I've ever scored seen scored in an inning in a Phillies game. <sighs> Uh, and then Wheeler, Saturday, got knocked around. Uh, our worst pitcher, Bailey Falter, threw Sunday, and he was actually solid. And then Taiwan Walker, our free agent, threw last night, and he got knocked around. So all of our bullpen guys have looked like dog shit, too. So I don't know where to go from here. It's it's still, like, it's early. Obviously, it's four games out of 162, but well, like everyone else has figured out how to win a game. Yeah, so coming up, you have the the Yankees three more or two more times for the series, the first series, both away in Yankee Stadium. Do is there is is a win coming in this series, or you're gonna have to wait till the Reds? I hope to God that a win's coming tonight. Is like we need it tonight. Yeah, tomorrow we have to face Garrett Cole, who's like the front runner or the favorite for El Cy Young can never bank on that especially with how bad nola looked opening day uh today we both have shitters throwing it's like at strom who's supposed to be a relief pitcher for us and then facing or they're throwing this guy named like man i've never heard of him so maybe we win like a 10-9 it's like they're burning through all their bullpen guys and they all suck so it's like it's everything has gone wrong. So we still have a a lot of months until Bryce comes back. Is it what's when he does come back? Say it's game, you know, what was expected? Game ninety, game eighty, something like that. Probably around there. I think it's supposed to be around the All Star break, which would be a little more than halfway through the season. So. Yeah, game like 90, where do you guys need to be record-wise to be able to get Bryce back and hopefully right the ship? Uh, I'd say no more than a few games out of the wild card hunt, which is probably around 500. So it's really not that crazy of a goal. 
looking at you just need to be in the conversation like don't yep. already have your season written off yeah yeah all right so a couple big games coming up for them they need to uh they need to rattle off a win first but they need to they need to get something just going. give me one yeah they need to get something going. one well around the league any any in these first four games any teams shock you any teams uh go below expectations besides your phillies uh, mm, Seattle's gotten off to a rough start. The, the Phillies are really the only one who's had that bad of a start. Who was actually last year? Toronto has had a rough start, one and three. Cleveland Guardians are four and one. Look like a World Series team. There you go. Uh, took three or four from Seattle. I mean, weekend, and now they're going to Oakland. So pretty fired up about that. Angels looks, looks like a winner. Angels stuff for them. Uh, they open with the Athletics, who are possibly the worst team in baseball. So they they took care of business though. Uh, Otani has gotten off to a good start as well. But it really it like it's so early. Yeah. Good. I could overreact about stuff. Only two. No need to. Uh, over. Let's overreact about for for five minutes. Overreact to something. All right. Uh. Mets are three and two, but they've looked awful. They can't hit, uh, and they got their shit rocked by the Brewers yesterday, which was hilarious. They tossed Lent. They, to- they, they lost ten like, nothing. Yeah, I think seven of those runs were scored in in one inning. Uh, yeah, they were. The, the Cincinnati Reds actually look like one of the best teams in baseball right now, uh, at least record wise. Care business against. The Pirates and then the Cubs. Are the Pirates still awful? They look great. Yeah, Pirates are terrible. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Uh, Let's see. What else? What else can I look at? Brewers. Brewers have looked great. Brewers team that, like, their lineup was not supposed to be good. Uh, They scored 10 runs and 9 runs in back-to-back games. So maybe some sleepers on that team. How about my Red Sox? Red Sox are funny because well, you just got you guys just lost to the Pirates last night. But yeah, oh, great scores of the Red Sox games: ten nine nine eight nine five seven six. Like, there's just no pitching. It's like high school baseball almost. Like every game is going to be high scoring. Just a lot of runs. So if you guys are up like eight five going in the eighth inning, you probably have like a sixty percent chance of winning. <laughs> All right. Just on this team's pitching. So I will say that the Orioles Red Sox series was excellent this weekend. And the Orioles going up like 10 to 4 and almost blowing it, and then playing the same exact game the next day. It was, uh, it was a wild series because the Orioles are a very similar team. They're, they're going to hit, just have like nothing that even resembles Major League Baseball pitching. <laughs> All right, so, so, so from we'll both see. these teams, just ex- expect a lot of runs and not a lot of pitching. Correct. Which, if you like hitting, which will be fun. All right, cool. Interesting, interesting. All right, what else you got? Uh, I mean, that's about it. Like, isn't too much takeaway from the weekend. I guess the new rules. Did you see the stats? I did not. Shaved off like 25 minutes, I think. Average pace of play. Oh, that's so, pretty good. That's got to be good for the game, right? Like, yeah. that was the goal, obviously. Uh, hopefully, throughout the season and over the next few years, like, people will notice that and give baseball another shot. But like I said on last episode, if it grows the game, then I'm all for it. And notice that much of a difference watching like from the perspective of a baseball fan it hasn't really changed the game that much to me and that's what you should want uh, we'll that's s- good right, yeah of course but if it changes it for non-fans then that's that's the goal of course the only thing i'm worried about is like as the season progresses pitchers arms maybe not used to working as quickly and they end up hurting themselves but that's really my only concern. 
fit. Again, I love the bases. There's been way more stolen base attempts, higher percentage of stolen bases. So love to see that because that's part of the game that like analytics has kind of flushed out. Mm-hmm. Numbers say that don't steal. Basically, it's not worth it. Now it might be worth it. So I like that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully we get uh, our viewer numbers this season. We can ask for. Sweet. I got I still got to lock, lock into a a game or two. But and and I want to see I want to see how fast-paced it is for me cuz that you're you're right. The target audience is some guy like me who hasn't watched baseball really ever. So sports fans especially people that just like sports and never had the patience for baseball but will be able to pick it up quickly. It's those people. All right. Well, we're going to take the MLB kind of like what we did with basketball and the NBA, where there's going to be a ton of storylines that come in and out. But we'll just give you these little updates, and come playoff time, we'll really dive deep. So, speaking of the NBA, speaking of diving deep into playoffs, uh, the, it's the last week of NBA regular season. Uh, the, the play-in starts, I think, the 14th. So maybe... So I guess it's a a week and a half. But, yeah, so this Sunday is the last regular season games. Then it's the play-in. I guess now it's uh, it's the 10th and the 11th. I thought it was the 14th. But, anyways, the standings are are looking more of the same on the east side for what we were talking about last time we did one. Uh, I would really like to see the Hawks move up to the 7th seed so we could the Celtics could face them. I but I don't think that's happening. The Wizards are pretty much out. Then Hot, that, they've lost two in a row. That's what you, that's what we need. That's what we're looking for. Denny's yep. Denny's now injured for him. Uh, he might yep, be done for the season. Uh, tonight they're not playing yeah. Porzingis, Kuzma, Bradley Beal, or Denny. So hopefully more losses coming for the Wizards. Um, uh, get me get me down that draft board. Magic Wizards and Pacers all sitting at 34 wins. If need we could just lose out, that could be huge. Yeah, just need to rattle off some Jeez. losses. Trailblazers at 33, too. So like four spots you can move down. And you're playing the Bucks tonight. Yeah, all these games, I mean, you're right. All these Beautiful. games should be losses, what you want. Um, the one game that seems like it, it, could be, it could be for huge tank odds is the Rockets at the Wizards. Rockets. Their last <laughs> game, that's going to be like, which team can throw out the worst lineup uh, and hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully tank this Bull. game. So right now the plan, it's going to be Raptors, Bulls, Hawks, ne- uh, Heat, not Nets. Nets are in the sixth seed. And those are going to be some fun games. They're not going to mean a lot because I don't think the Bucks are going to have a problem with any of these teams. And hopefully my Celtics don't have a problem with any of these teams either. But interesting race. It should be fun in the plan because – there are, there's some, some star players there still on all those teams. Uh, on the West side, though, it's still, it's still every game matters on the West. The Lakers are pushing their way. They're a game behind the fifth seed. So talking about the Lakers all season, to have this turnaround and then end up possibly in the fifth seed, they still got to win up some games. The Clippers got to lose some. The Warriors got to lose some. And they got the Clippers tomorrow night. That's going to be a massive game for the standings, uh, massive game for L.A. And just looking at the Russell Westbrook experiment and how this whole team was, was put together kind of on the fly at the trade deadline, it, it's got to be a, a great story for if you're a Lakers fan. And you got, you got to love that they were just so down. Like they were, I think they were 2-10 at some point, and now they might make the playoffs outright, not even the play-in. But – Looking at the other playing teams, Thunder, Timberwolves, Pelicans, Lakers are all in the plan right now. They would be some great matchups, great basketball. That's actually a fun group. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a I'm great group right there. <laughs> and even a team like the Thunder, where they've been tanking the past couple of years, you don't think that you don't really think of much when you think of the Thunder. But they're a great team this year. They're fun. They they've gotten through a lot of a lot of battles in the West. And it doesn't look like they, they want to tank. So they're going to try to make this play-in and try to make the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And there that the log jam in the West from five to eight and from five to nine, like they're all separated by a game or half a game. It's incredible. It's like we don't see that very often. Yeah. It's it's Be it, like good teams too. The Warriors and the Lakers, teams that have had their ups and downs throughout the season are at full strength now. They could actually make some noise in the playoffs, but the playoff positioning itself is going to be important. Yeah, and they all they all want to make it. There's going to be two teams out that are pretty good, either the Pelicans, Lakers, Timberwolves, or Thunder. One of two of those teams are going to be out. And it's funny there's that's not even talking about a good team like well a supposed good team like the Dallas Mavericks, where we talked about them last time. Yeah. No defense. Uh, they they just don't have the defensive players on their roster, and they're a mess. They're a mess. If I was them, I would just continue to try to lose these games, try to try to finish out the season. Even though you're not going to make the plan, it's a I mean it's a devastating season, especially when you have a guy like Luka Doncic. But try to get better draft odds because you're not going to make any noise in the playoffs, and you might and you're not even right now you're not even in position to make the plan. So. If I was them, just keep losing. It's, shut yeah. down Luka. Shut down Kyrie. Try to work on some extension or sign and trade or something with him. And just shut it all down. An absolute catastrophe. I was Irving. Is he locked in for next year? Free agent. He's going to be a free agent still. So he can, okay. can technically okay. leave. Um, I don't know what team would give him a... Oh, so it says the reports that they're seriously considering shutting down Luca and Kyrie, which is what they should do. All right. What a disastrous failure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely disastrous. And when you look at now the Nets, they have a better record than they have the same record as the Suns and a better record by far than the Mavericks. They they're a fun team. They're gonna be fun in the the six three matchup between them and Philly. Because I think they can actually possibly make some noise for Philly, but or against Philly, but that's going to be just a fun matchup between the two. A little Harden, I guess, revenge for his thirteen games he played there, or whatever. Um, locks so far, it seems like the Cavaliers Knicks is going to be a lock playoff matchup. They, those are two fun teams. the The Knicks, they're the Knicks are back, baby. They're back in the playoffs. Uh, for the first time since they played the Hawks uh, in that first round and made a big deal about it and then lost. So I'm excited to see what the Knicks fans do this time. I hope they, uh, I hope they storm the streets again. And I, well. I think that's going to be that's a great matchup between them and the Cavs where you have Brunson versus uh, Garland and Donovan Mitchell. You have Mobley versus Julius Randle. And it's the first time we're going to be able to see Mobley, Allen, and Garland in the playoffs. And I'm excited to see what they do. I think Mobley's going to take a big step up. And I, I think if that's a series that is locked in right now, then I have the Cavs taking it. Yeah, it does remind me a lot of that series against the Hawks. It's kind of like this Knicks team that's um, almost thrown together in free agency. Is like the upstart team that made a big splash this offseason, but really has a lot of like homegrown talent. Yeah, uh, I would I would also take the Cavs to win the series. All right, and get like another like Donovan Mitchell sucks chant the Garden. Oh yeah, yeah. There, he's going to be the Trae villain. Young. He's going to be the villain. For sure. And I'm excited to see how the Knicks fans react to him scorching their team. <laughs> Last little note that I wanted to throw out there for, for betters out there for uh, really anything is that the Suns have not lost a game with Kevin Durant playing. Uh, they are plus – actually, this is way more than I th- – there must be a lot of money on them because they are plus 220 to win the Western Conference. And I but... I did not – I thought that they're, the Nuggets or someone else would be way better odds. But they actually, they're the favorite to win the Western Conference. So keep that in mind when that's going on. And uh, I just, hopefully he stays out there and doesn't get injured again. Because the league's better when Kevin Durant's playing in the playoffs. That's right. 
All right. Other than that, that's kind of all I got for the NBA update. There's uh, there's been a lot of great games. There's another. There's a bunch of great games tonight. We have the Celtics versus uh, 76ers. Hopefully, both teams are healthy. Hopefully, it's a fun matchup. Kings Pelicans is gonna be fun. Um, I mean, Wizards Bucks not really. Uh, those that's really the marquee game tonight. Jazz Lakers will be interesting for seeding wise, and then, but the rest of the we got we got what is it five days left? So five days of regular season basketball, then it comes comes the playoff time. So I'm excited. I know, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited for the full bracket preview. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like it's not like a huge bracket like the NCAA. Anytime you can get your hands on a bracket, it's fun. Yeah, it just and it's also it's an easy it's an easy path. Like you can see it. It's all right there. It's all like a nice easy path. Um all right. So that does it for for the NBA side. Should we should we do our top five or should we run some college corner first? Uh let's let's roll with college corner and then we'll finish off with the top. All right. Well the, the top five can almost be an extension of the college corner. No, it can be. Um so my women's basketball team, they sadly lost basically single-handedly to Caitlin Clark. They just couldn't stop her. They, were, they couldn't keep up with her. They couldn't score with her. It was really sad to see as a fan. Um, it, was, it was sad to, to see her just continue to destroy us the whole game. Aaliyah Boston sadly could not keep up. Only eight points. Could have seen more from her. Um, they put their heart and soul out into the game though. They did, they did like they did all season. And I mean, Caitlin Clark is the best women's player in the world right now. So it, it was, uh, it was a feat that it was sad, but it was understandable. 36 and one to end the season. Sadly could not finish it, but that's, uh, that's okay. Still, still going to be a banner hanging. And still love. I'm glad I got to watch them make it this far and play as many games as they did. She listened to the podcast when I called her overrated. That's I think my you might. Bad. I think you might. I, I kind of spoiled that one. So, speaking of the women's national championship, LSU won the national championship. There was a lot of debate about uh, Angel Reese's hand motions and trash talking towards Caitlin Clark. I thought that was stupid. I thought it was pretty lame to uh to call her out and, you know, try to bash her for it. I mean, she just won a national title. Um and Caitlin Clark was doing that stuff earlier in the games. Um so there's no no reason to get any backlash towards her. Uh my question to you is Angel Reese is she Julian Reese's sister? She is. She was at Maryland last year. And I saw. Him. Yeah, that's why I asked. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I guess that's... I'm still happy for the family. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Better about the transfer, but hopefully it just motivates Juju more. There you go. There you go. So, do you have any thoughts on uh, her, her pointing to the ring, hand can't see me, you know, stuff like that. I thought that was, I thought it was dumb to have to, I, I feel like it's dumb that we even have to bring it up right now. Yeah, I mean, there's two sides to it. Like, as a competitor, I think it's kind of dumb that you're trash talking, like, when you're about to win the national title. Like, I feel like you should just be celebrating with your team. Also, I don't know why people are so outraged about it. I don't know why you really care that much. Um, can you enlighten me? Like, why is it such a big deal? I think it's just such a big deal because it was the uh, just people wanted to make it a big deal. I I didn't see it as a big deal at all. Um, and they the only they, person I saw really make a big stink was Portnoy. Dave, cause I, Dave's well, a, I think like loves Caitlin Clark because I think she's a Barstool athlete. Oh, okay. So maybe that's it. I think it that's also, why. It also, I hate to bring it up. There's always, then afterwards, it's always like, well, he's racist and he's just, he's, cause it's double <laughs> standards. And it's definitely, like, that's definitely a possibility. There's no, 
there's no denying it, but it, I, I hate talking about that stuff. We hate talking about that stuff. We're going to move on. But the game itself, uh, LSU dominated. They, they were a complete team. Um, and Caitlin Clark scored 30, really tried to, to, to take the team on her back like she did against South Carolina, but didn't end up working. So uh, what I love about this is this was a, such a huge jump for women's basketball. It got the national media talking nice. about uh, the game a lot. Um, we, we got so many people discussing LSU, Iowa, Caitlin Clark. Um, sadly, not enough. I didn't, see, I, feel, I didn't feel like there was enough, enough love for the Gamecocks, but it, it was really the last, uh, the championship game and then that game where that was the most, like the most women's basketball has ever been talked about in my lifetime. Yeah, definitely. And like, especially like as someone who's on Twitter all the time, mm-hmm. certain topics are being talked about more. And whether it was Caitlin Clark in the final four or the trash talking thing, like I've never seen her that infatuated with the women's game. So uh, especially having a school that has a women's program, um, not even on your level yet, but still, program i think it's i think it's awesome and like it'll it'll only do good things for athletes because they'll have more exposure which means more money they can make off themselves than the rules so yeah it's great for the game yeah and i I hope this transfers a little bit to the WNBA. um i don't know if it will i mean people definitely care more about their schools and the, the schools that are playing than a lot of the WNBA teams but Caitlin Clark does have another year at Iowa before she's even allowed to declare for the draft. So it, it'll be exciting next year to have that, uh, that boogeyman for, for South Carolina to go up against. Um, and it's going to be yeah. exciting to see what, what transfers Match. come help her out. Um, and hopefully this carries on to when she does get drafted to the WNBA uh, to, uh, sorry, to grow, the, grow that game more. This seemed like this was like a Zion level athlete, not athlete, of course. Like they're definitely completely different athletes, but level of player to to have in the women's bracket. It was like uh, it was like their own version of like a Zion Williams in the tournament, where it's like you. This is just must watch mm-hmm. basketball, and you have to you have to watch Caitlin Clark destroy all these teams. Yeah, it was like she was Steph Curry. Yeah, exactly. It she was, was like that, she was like Steph was Curry. that good. Yep. And hopefully, like Steph Curry, is that influential on other women and uh, the game of, of women's basketball. All right. More, comes to the Mystics. More college corner. Um, I had, the South Carolina got another transfer. They got a guy from the Citadel again. Another 1,000 career points guy from the Citadel. Hopefully... Uh, add some. He's. It looks like he's a small forward. Okay. Uh, his name is Stephen Clark, and yeah, forward. He's a small forward. So hopefully, fills some of the role that Gigi will leave uh, going into the pool. And 16 points per game. I like it. And hopefully, he keeps that scoring up. I mean, even at the Citadel, that's. That's something. Uh, pretty impressive stat line. So what, will he be like a fifth-year senior? Yeah. Yeah, he will be. It's, it's, it's always good to have guys like that that have had the experience. I don't know how good the Citadel's been or if he's played in um, stakes games at all. But somebody who just knows how to get buckets. Yeah. No what level they've been playing at. Reminds me, reminds me a lot of when we got Hayden Brown last year. I mean, same school, uh, another fifth-year senior. Um, pipeline. It is, it is a pipeline. So, oh, I mean, he, his field goal percentage was 49 this year. Uh, it, it's been nothing but over 50 the, the other previous years. His three-point shooting isn't great at all, and his free throws aren't really great. But gets a lot of rebounds. Uh, see, uh, literally reminds me a ton of Hayden Brown. So it, that he was such a great player on, and influential player on South Carolina this year. Hopefully, Steven comes in and, and does the same thing. 
Uh, it kind of reminds me of Macaulay Culkin. He does kind of look like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> he looks like Mac, Cl- Mac McClung's like uh, uh, stepchild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's and that's funny. all I got for my college uh, corner. Oh, actually, right, wait. So sorry, we, sorry. Oh. LSU's coming to town Thanks. Thursday. I'm making my first appearance at the at Founders Park this year, and I'm excited to watch some baseball. Oh, there you go. Yes, sir. We got a we got dollar hot dogs tonight at the Bob. Ah, nice. Oh, exciting. But as far as our basketball portal, we haven't made any moves yet. Uh, we might be losing another assistant coach to like NGIT, which seems like kind of a dumb job, but to him for taking a head coaching job. But we have to fill another vacancy because our best recruiter just got hired by George Mason. But hired to replace him, Mike Jones, who was the Matha head coach for like 20 years. Oh, nice. And Virginia Tech the last few years. So hopefully that helps. I don't know how it would not help with connections in the area, especially at the Matha who they haven't recruited a player from since... Well, Jameer Young went there, but they didn't recruit him out of high school. Yeah, you gotta Hopefully get... that is good for recruiting. I was gonna say, you gotta get the DeMatha guys. Like, you're, Ma- you're Maryland. Um, you gotta get the DeMatha guys. DeMatha is literally, like, if I went up Route 1 and drove a mile but past DeMatha, it's right up the road. Oh, it is ridiculous that they haven't been able to recruit there. Speaking of DeMatha kids, if you saw, but Leonard Dickinson has entered the transfer portal. Yes, and I did. And I saw that uh, it's, hu- it's a huge Maryland pull and that they're, they're really gunning for him. So, backstory is, I don't know how much we've talked about him on this show, but the backstory is he criticized the program and Turgeon when he was a freshman at Michigan for not recruiting him. Enough. He went on to have like an amazing freshman year. I think he was freshman of the year in the Big Ten. Been their best player the last three years. Has continued to like criticize and bitch about Mark Turgeon. Obviously, Turgeon's gone now. They've hired former DeMatha head coach who coached him in high school. Wants to come home. Because I think, like, you know, you always say, like, there's a fine line between love and hate. Yeah, I don't think he would have complained about Maryland as much if he didn't want to come play here, you know? Yeah. Now that bridge is burned. Like, it's not like the Maryland fans are, like, defending Turgeon on this matter. Like, yeah, no, yeah. Dude, like, we're on your side here, even mm-hmm. though he got booed. But all in the same, like, nobody likes the guy. Uh, he'll be... And if he comes, he'll be the biggest villain in the Big Ten. <laughs> That really yes. kind of is like when an interconference transfer to the school that you've criticized for three years would be a wild move. So my hopes are already up, and I've been like obsessively checking our message boards, which really haven't been able to access that much information about it yet, other than they're just waiting to see whether Alan is able to make a run at him. But it's gone from like. There's no way this is happening to, like, it's a little bit of a rumor. Now, they're probably one of the favorites to land him, which is wild. And that's awesome for, for Maryland and your program if you are able to to come back and rebuild this bridge with this guy. Um, and just, I mean, he's a great basketball player. So just to add that to the core that you already have would be great for the program. And it would kind of, like, send up a signal, like, Hey, we're back. We're getting these kids again. Like this is yeah. our home turf. Mm-hmm. You know, we have three local kids. The three guys coming in as freshmen, all from the area. So it's already kind of known they're they're gonna have a recruiting presence again. Uh, Mike Jones hire is just another step forward in that department, and cap it off with the Dickinson move. That would be amazing. I mean, that would like they'd be a top ten. It'd be top five team at the end of the season. I love how 
excited you already are. <laughs> it's like the season just ended last night. I already yeah. can't wait. Yep. That's it. Even if he doesn't come, they're still set up well. They're still going to be active in the portal. There's no, like, regardless of what happens, they're set up well for this next season and going forward. That's what I love. That would just be awesome. That's what I love. I mean, we've talked about this with football, but it's the same thing with basketball, is that college sports, you just get, the second the season's over, you get yourself amped up and hopeful for the next season, no matter really what happens. So oh, no. uh, that's the best. It's the best feeling as a, as a fan, and it's, it's always makes it fun with all these transfers and all everything, that every new guy, every recruit, every transfer is going to be program shifting. And I'm all for it. And it's not like professional sports where you lose a bunch of guys in free agency and you like you replace them with other guys that you sign or like draft picks. You're replacing them with college kids who you've been convinced are like sneaky the best player in the country. Oh yeah. And or in a high school competition. Or you're uh you're replacing them with the hope of a high school kid with that that at that point the the potential's unlimited, you know. At that point, it's yeah, only right. up from here. So that's uh, I love it. And there's always you can always just go ah, change the scenery, change the scenery, change everything, <laughs> just... change Yep. All right. So now we're gonna move on to our top five. And speaking of college corner, we're going to be doing our top five college meals. As two college guys, I know we don't eat the best. Um, so this is always the quickest, the nicest meal that we can always, uh, scrounge up in the kitchen. Chris, let's go with your number one. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Uh, I'm going to go with one that's probably not like a stereotypical one, but one of my go-tos is orange chicken, Ooh. like frozen sweet and sour yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You literally that... just pop it in the oven and warm up the sauce. I've done that multiple times. <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, I, I have an air fryer, too. Just pop it in the air fryer. This is going to be – a lot of these things are just stuff that's in the freezer that you're just popping in for 10. That's what makes it a college meal. So, yeah, you throw in some chicken. Uh, you have the, the sauce uh, heating up. And then maybe maybe I'll make some vegetables or something to go along with it. Have some nice chicken and rice. They're also frozen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um. Have some nice orange chicken. That's a great pick. Similar, I'm going with a classic, hey, what can you cook? It's chicken and rice. Um, chicken, you ask any college guy, what's the one meal that they can cook professionally? <laughs> and chicken and rice is always going to be the answer. I know a couple of my buddies who are on like a workout protein like straight grind. They have chicken and rice every single day. Uh, I don't have it very mm. uh, that very often, honestly, because I always just forget to thaw out the chicken beforehand. But the the chicken and rice is a staple for college men, and it need it need to be on the list. It need to be high. Yeah, I do like I just throw like chicken rice peas into a bowl and mix it up. Yep, call the day. Kind of sauce on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very easy. Very easy. Uh, I'll go with the most stereotypical one as my number two, which is ramen. Like, okay. Eat it. Yep. <laughs> eat I, a quick I haven't had ramen, meal. I feel like, in forever. And they're cheap. I, so like a dollar. I'll expand it to, like, other ramen slash other types of, like, noodles like that, like cup of noodles or whatever you can get your hands on. Yeah, yeah. My, my go-to is the mac and cheese, like the Kraft mac and cheese little bowls. Just add oh, water, yeah, yeah. throw it in for three minutes, stir oh. up the cheese. Uh, that You're right. Any of those quick little noodles that you just throw in something else, some little powder, uh, great, cheap, quick, and, you know, it always fills me up. All right, next tip, number two. I'm going with Bubba Burgers. You get the box. They're all they're all frozen. Uh, you just throw the patty on the grill, or not even the grill, the stovetop in a pan. Put on whatever seasoning you want. Make yourself a burger. I do that. I swear, like probably five times a week. I'll be like, "What do I want for dinner?" Oh, I'll just make a burger. It's 
I feel like we, as college kids, we just don't get sick of the meals that we eat. Oh, I get sick of it. I just, I that's, that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't get sick of, like, especially the stuff at the dining hall. Like, basically every Monday there's buffalo chicken wrap, and I get it every Monday. <laughs> Only time I didn't is Creature when I was having, like, like, issues, and I didn't want to make it worse. Yeah. It, it, even then, I was like, I just take the risk I anyway. <laughs> I will make, yeah. Go to the grocery store, and I'll just get, like, a bunch of chicken to ground chicken. That's it. that's what i mean (laughs) yep i i Um, get and it's funny too because i'm always like in the grocery store i'm like uh what do i need for dinner i just need some bubba burgers i'll be just fine i'll be just fine these will last me a while yeah that's the other thing it's like strategically buying things that will last a while so you don't have to get back oh i i that's why i hate buying like cold cuts or cheese because i'll just forget about it and then it's like all right when i want one i'll open it and it's just like destroyed yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, number three. This is another one where it's like, if you ask every college guy, like, what, what do they know how to make? Sandwiches. No, oh, yeah. Like lunch meat yep. on bread and cheese. Yep. Bread, <laughs> cheese. And that's another one where, like, the lunch meat, you don't buy, like, the really fresh deli meat. You just buy whatever's in the plastic container. Oh, yeah. Last, like, a month. Mm-hmm. And you're set. Yeah, I but mean, it's I... Like, for the first week or two living in this house all i ate was sandwiches and it's also it gets to the point where once you're like you don't make a lot of sandwiches for a couple weeks you just like you open up the fridge and just like all i have in here is just like a bunch of cold cuts that may or may not be destroyed <laughs> <laughs> like every time you open it up you give it a little sniff or like you give it a check yeah yeah the green no yeah yeah, yeah. Yet. i don't see any green no fuzz we're good to go um <laughs> definitely a uh, peanut butter and jelly is another huge one for me Love PB and J, yeah. just a, a classic, a staple. Uh, I got those at Costco. They have like the giant bags of like the the nice baked, like they're kind of like rolls, but they're in like bread. They're like a square bread shape, and I've just been using that right. as hamburger buns, as sandwich meat yeah. things, and I I just have them frozen, and I just microwave it for thirty seconds, and then put it in the toaster. <laughs> I'm the other one where, like, I'm not buying more than one type of bread when I go to the store. Like, it's either oh, yeah. bread, rolls, or bagels. Yep. I'm not getting a second type. Yeah. Like, I've yep. used – I'm on a bun kick right now. So, anything that needs to go on a, on bread has gone on a bun. Yep. Yep. I, I agree. Or else – and the, the reason why I do that is because if I don't, then the bread's just going to get moldy, and it's not going to get used up. Unless I throw exactly. it in the freezer. Yeah. Right. But then it takes up space and, like, yeah, yeah. with other people. Like, if it was just me, it'd be fine. I'd keep three loaves of bread in the freezer. But you got six people sharing that fridge. Fair enough. So, gotta be smart. Six people in a fridge? I only have three, and I think it's a pain. Yeah. All right. Next up, another staple. Pizza bagels. Pizza rolls, pizza bagels. Oh, okay. I had pizza rolls. Just so, yeah, so. same thing would be the same thing. Uh, just throw them in the microwave, throw them in the air fryer, throw them in the oven, uh, and you have yourself a meal. Even though it's not a, it's one of those meals where it's like, is this really what I'm gonna eat for dinner? And then it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna have. Well, for me, it's usually like it's like ten o'clock, and it's like, oh, like I forgot to eat dinner tonight. Yep. Yep. Like I just don't have time or energy to make something, so it's rolls. It is. That's uh, that happens to me a lot too, especially you know I have water polo from like seven to nine, which is like a terrible. Oh time. yeah. So it's like I get back, I have to shower, and then I look up and it's ten o'clock and I haven't eaten anything. I'm like, all right, looks like it's just some pizza rolls or uh, a corn dog or whatever, which we'll get to later on the list. Uh, I guess that's a little spoiler, but it was an honorable mention. Anyway. Spoiler, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can I include stuff that I don't make, or is this is the goal like? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I don't care. I think it's just college meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just meals. Meals in general? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Give me McDonald's then. Okay. Like, anytime you're looking for just a cheap... Yep. Like, nothing even compares to McDonald's in terms of price. I I have a comparison for you, but it's only down here in South. It's cookout. Is it? It's the only other comparison. Subject. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think we have really, honestly, I could make this one big category of 
whatever place has like on a deal. So like sometimes Domino's would be like, oh, two large pizzas for five ninety nine each. It's like, all right, that's dinner. Yep. That's all right. Um, I'll uh actually never mind. It'll it, I'll keep it separate. I was gonna combine our picks, but I'll keep it separate. They're t- they're a little different. You're right. Anything with a deal, you see uh even like when you're watching like football or whatever and you just see like the Pizza Hut ad, you're like, all right, well they got that deal. Like I'm I might as well get some Pizza Hut or something. That's that's what we did last year with the Papadias. Uh-huh. Like seven bucks every Sunday. It's Papadia Day. The uh, I different heard different flavors. I never had one of those, but I remember I was at Goodwill and the lady checking us out for some reason asked us if we ever had a Papadia and was like, "Those things are great. <laughs> it's only seven bucks. They are great." It's like, all right. <laughs> I didn't know if she was sponsored or something, but that's what it was. <laughs> Papa John's closed though. Oh, that's a shame. Break. That is sad. All right. My next one, I'm going to go with a frozen pizza. The only thing with frozen pizza for me is it takes too much space. Yeah, yeah, you got to buy, when I, whenever I get I one, one and I don't have one on hand. That's the thing. If I buy one, if I get a frozen pizza, I got to eat it like that night or else the freezer is just mm. not going to work out. Um, most of the time, it's just like, that's like, I will go to the store and it'll be like, all right, this is my dinner for today. Grab a frozen pizza, call it a day. But easy, and sometimes Crazy. you just want a want a nice want a nice pizza. And I think the frozen pizzas are pretty underrated. They're they're always they always come out pretty well. Pizzas pizza is good. Pizza like some is good. Other, all pizza is good. I hate people that are like, oh, I don't like this type of pizza. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, pizza's pizza is good pizza. I agree. All right. Next up. Uh, glad we're on the same page there. But I will round up my list. The good old lean cuisine. Nice. Those <laughs> nail, you pop in the microwave. Get meatloaf and mashed potatoes. It's the TV dinner. Nice. dinner yeah. It's the TV dinner. Um, I usually buy a couple of them. It's not like I'm eating them every night, but. I need to get some. I'm in a bind. I completely forgot they existed. That's a great thing i need to add to my repertoire lean cuisine um cheap too yeah they're 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 cheap they're everywhere they have everything that you could possibly imagine as a meal so great great pick there chris that was a value pick not bad either oh pretty tasty all right my uh my fifth one the one i was going to combine with you is the doordash days where you're just like all right Mm. what am i i'm not going anywhere I'm not leaving. Let me just spend twenty dollars and get something shipped here. It's a, it's always like a bullet. You got to bite. It's like oh, there's nothing I want yeah. here. I'm just gonna DoorDash something. My my roommates DoorDash all the goddamn time. I don't know how they have the money to do that. But I almost never DoorDash. I rarely do. That's why oh. it's it's a it's a it's an occasion when I'm like, all right, let's DoorDash something. Let's get hmm. something. To treat yourself, or that's another one where, like, sometimes I'll get a coupon. Yeah, yeah. I'm like DoorDash, it'll be or Uber Eats. Uber yep. Eats sends them out more often. It's like get so and so, so and so off if you spend this much money. It's like, all right, well, sounds good to me. Not too shabby. Yeah, we'll do it. Because then it's like it usually gets to the point where you're getting the delivery free. So, and I need to it. figure out why, like. There's always there's delivery fee and then there's like tax and then there's like a service fee. It's like a lot you gotta also service fee. Like come on now. And then tip. That they're they do the DoorDash and everything does the drivers dirty because I don't I'm not I never tip because it's always I'm already spending twenty five bucks. I can't tip them three like I'm it's it's ridiculous. Um but yeah, that's a that's a classic have nothing. DoorDashing in a college town is not is not the way to go. No, it's not fun. To drive like 10, 15 minutes out of your college town if you're going to DoorDash. <laughs> I tip because I've done DoorDash and I know how annoyed I get when people don't tip. Like, I still don't tip a lot. Yeah, even when they do, it's not like it's anything big. That's like a dollar or two. So, get out of, find like a wealthy town close to you and DoorDash there. All right. Uh, Honorable mentions. That's five, right? Yeah. So the big one here is Chipotle. 
Okay. I don't go to Chipotle that That's often, but like oh. everybody in College Park eats Chipotle. Like, you know, Chipotle is wildly popular everywhere, I think. So, not that surprising, but it's easily the most pal- popular. Like, all right, time for dinner. I'm going to run to Chipotle real quick. Line is always takes up the whole store. Oh, and you, I, um, I know at least three people that have Chipotle like three times a week, at least. So exactly. I, I, I definitely get that. the The Chipotle craze around college towns are always good, and it's, 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 it's worth. I mean, it makes worthy. sense. Yeah, yeah, it's worthy. Like, you can do it for less than ten bucks, and it's a whole bowl, like it's a whole meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, spaghetti and meatballs is an easy one, or even just spaghetti. Yep. Oil the pasta and throw sauce on it. Yep. But the reason I don't do it often is because the pasta sauce like expires once you open it so quickly. Yep. Like I can only have pasta so many times in a week. That that too. Uh, it's like then... I feel like the water just takes too long to boil, and it's like all right, then I gotta make sure the noodles are fine. <laughs> I don't know. The the pasta for me is I I did that a lot last year, and this year I haven't. I don't huh. think I've made pasta once. <laughs> yeah. And then my last one that I do is like taco bowls, like ground chicken okay. or ground beef is so easy. Yeah. Then I don't even like buy tortillas because, like I said, I only get one type of bread. Um, <laughs> it has been tortillas before, but usually I'll just have chips, just put it in a bowl and like crush up the chips. That sounds so good. Like salsa on it. Sounds good. It's good. Yeah. Viable. All right. I had honorable mentions. I had corn dogs, hot pockets, and then a classic. Just don't want to cook anything. Bowl of cereal. Bowl of cereal. Yeah. Uh, for that one, mine's a bagel. Okay. Just bagel and cream cheese or bagel yep. and peanut butter. Get mm-hmm. some protein in there. The uh, the both great out those like the uh, the bowl of cereal like that could be that could be three in the morning. You're just like I I'm so oh, yeah. starving, can't sleep. Let me just get a bowl of cereal or something. Any time Fix. of day meal. Yeah, it really is. All right. It's making me hungry. I know. Well, and my list, is, I feel like, has been trumped by yours, and now I feel like I need to eat better. But that's okay. <laughs> I didn't think my list had, like, bad sandwiches, McDonald's. No, I know. I know. I know. All right. It was the taco <laughs> bowls. The taco bowls are what I'm jealous of. That wasn't even a top five pick, though. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. Well, that does it. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. On Friday, we have coming up a master's preview. I'm at to look at some things. I know nothing about it right now. But I have one day the master's through, so. Oh, will we? I thought it started Saturday and Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday and Sunday. Saturday's the cut, and the field's cut in half for the weekend. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, then I yeah, guess one of the best weekends of the year. Love the Masters. So excited for that. Get ready for that. And we'll see everybody come Friday. Thanks again for listening. And thank you if you participated in the tournament challenge. Have a great rest of your week.